Come chat with Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Hey, y'all. This is episode 129 of C Chats, and I have a problem. Libby, Samantha, I need your help. What? Can y'all sell my stuff? I got stuff oh. to sell. I got a bag of this and a box of that, and I really need your help. We can't go anywhere without hearing that. Nowhere. I can't, Nowhere. I can't walk down. I can't walk in my neighborhood without hearing that. Hey, I got a bag of stuff. Hey, do you sell? Oh, you sell online? Oh, I got stuff for you. So, no, and yeah. how about the poor, oh, I can't think of her name now. Hopefully you all remember she's in our community and they're leaving stuff at her door, back oh, door oh. of her brick and mortar, yes. just leaving stuff. Oh, in the rain, in the elements. Everybody wants you to sell their stuff. So my question for you, if you're going to sell my stuff, if I'm going to sell your stuff, do we need an agreement or can I just take your stuff? I mean, you're a friend, family. Like, should I just take it? You know what? I got this. Yeah, you're my good friend. I got this. I wish I had a red flag. Yeah, look at you. I wish I had a red flag. Like, no, no, no. So what do I need? Well, first of all, I just want to announce that I don't, I don't sell consignment anymore because. (laughs) I'm a champion now. So it's. I'm new chapter of my life, really. That's I'm almost a reseller showdown champion. So close. Almost. Oh, I got that blur thing on again, but I got an almost too. (laughs) (laughs) So if y'all missed it, you got to head over. I'd flip that YouTube page because it's on there. We were a guest of the game show a few weeks back and Samantha was the champion, my friend. (laughs) Yes, we bow down to Samantha. She came in and she showed us how it goes. And I'm going to link that up in the comments here. So uh, if you want to link and watch the show, subscribe to their channel, the I'd Flip That channel with Joe and Nicole. Definitely worth your time and energy. Yes, so So many great guests. And the commercials. I'm just there for the commercials. Hilarious. They are hilarious. They're so funny. And one more plug for them because I just love them so much. They will be at Boss in October Mm. and they're going to do a live reseller showdown. Yes, girl. Yes. And I'm excited. Me too. Yes. Yes. I'm I'm ready to compete. And you're always ready to compete. That's true. I'm just going to be ready with my kazoo as an audience member. Samantha's going to take us down. She's going to take us down. (laughs) Well, seriously, go watch those. You will not be disappointed if you go watch some of those shows because they are fun. This is probably one of the funnest couples in the reselling world in my book. 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I wonder what they're listening, do. and then you're you're really not that great. Don't let it go to your heads. You guys are like, okay. <laughs> um, you know, I wonder if Joe and Nicole do any consignment. I know they're resellers, and the beautiful thing about consignment chats is we're for everyone. We always yeah. say we're not for everyone, and we're not for everyone. We are for any collaborative reseller. There reseller. is that little disclaimer on there. If you're not interested in collaborating, you're not a team player, we might not be for you. 
Bye-bye. But if you're a collaborative you're reseller. Better group somewhere, I'm sure. We you are. Yeah. Totally. You're collaborative. You're positive. You're ready to help lift everybody up and get some kumbaya moments with your peeps. Come on. We're here for you. Yeah. So, yeah, because a lot of people, because we are consignment chats, because there just wasn't a lot out there. And that's a lot of what we do. But we're not just consignment. We want we are here for resellers. We have a lot of resellers in our group. And that is what we do. And we believe that what? Every reseller should be consignment ready because Molly just asked me to sell her stuff. And if you're not consignment ready, you don't know how to say yes. And you don't know how to say no. And you don't know, you might be leaving money on the table. You might be saying yes to the wrong items. You might be making a whole boatload of mistakes when somebody comes up to you and asks you that question. But we're here to get you ready. We're here to get you ready. Because the most important thing is that when somebody comes up like me and asks you to sell my stuff, because we're best friends and you should just do it. Mm-hmm. You, what are you guys going to make me do? You're going to say, got your back, Molly, hand it over. I'm going to say, I'm going to go through the agreement with you. And I'm going to use, I'm going to use our agreement. We have a sample one on our website, but we're going to talk a little bit about that now. So you have that in your reseller toolbox and you are ready. Um, I'm going to go through the agreement and tell you exactly how things work. And then you can decide if your items fit that criteria and if you're happy with the terms. Yep. All right. I like this. Everything's out front in the open. You're either for me or you're not. (laughs) And y'all, before we get into breaking this down, because I know we're gonna, um, just remember that, yes, most importantly, you want that for friends and family. (laughs) Most importantly. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. You might think there's that comfort zone there. Like, oh, it's not a big deal. It's my brother. It's cool. It's whatever. But they need, they need to know what's going on. And yeah, you just have to be upfront with that stuff because later on something will come up or something will happen and there will be confusion there because it wasn't clear in the beginning. And you don't want that with friends and family. You definitely don't. At all. You know what the other thing I discovered was that I, I didn't know this for the first many years I was in business was taking that and like being proud of that agreement and going through it with somebody like I'm going to use my mom as an example. Yes, my mom has an agreement. And yes, I have gone through it with her. But the results of that weren't that she was worried about the terms or anything like that. But she is now able to tell her friends that ask. And she understands totally how it works. So it's like, she's going out and doing my recruiting and advertising and all of that good stuff. I didn't even think about that aspect. Yeah. Yes. I didn't realize it for many years. I was always like, oh, you know, here's our agreement. Would you take a look at it? Like I was using a total wrong approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think we've talked about this with things before. The other thing is when you have that, you then are more professional and they then respect you and your business more than if you just took their yard bag full of stuff and walked away with it. Yeah, definitely. So you're setting up long-term respect, which mm-hmm. you so. Absolutely. All right, let's break this down. All right. Let's go, friends. All right. So our agreement, somebody comes up to you and they want to consign. What do you need in your agreement? I think the first thing people usually decide on is, is that percentage. I think that's really important, right? What percentage are you going to earn? Notice I said earn, not take. 
Yes. If somebody says, oh, you take 60%, immediately correct them and say, no, we earn 60% or whatever your percentage is. Never mm-hmm. let somebody use that, that terminology and especially don't use it yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. So you would decide on the percentage. Uh, I'll tell you what I do in my, in my business. It's 50%. It's a 50, I'm sorry. It's a 60%. Um, we earn as Conchie consignment, 60% of the sale of the item, uh, family, friends, colleagues. So by colleagues, I mean, other, um, online sellers, cause they do a lot of consignment with me is 50%. So I have two different rates I kind of go with, and that is flat. The value of the item does not matter. That is the percentage flat. You can do tiered, you can get fancy. Um, but how about you, Samantha? Yeah, I do 50, 50 across the board. The less I have to keep track of the better 50, 50 for everybody. Yeah. I think keeping it simple, especially in the beginning is really like, don't get too fancy. It's just going to add more time and energy onto your consignment process. So know what your percentage is. Now, what kind of things, let's break that down for a second. What kind of things, ladies, do you think it's important for somebody new to consignment to think through in their minds as they're trying to determine their percentage? Because as we know, there's a lot of different percentages out there in the consignment world. There's no. It's easier to start high and go low. It's very difficult. It's not impossible by any means to up your consignment percentage. So I would start on the higher end. And if you have to adjust what you earn um, due to whatever kind of factors, competition, um, whatever, you can always adjust, you can adjust down more easily than you can adjust up. So that's a, that's one. And the one thing I see people getting into it doing, and I just want to, I just want to cry. They are doing it as a favor. You are running a business, have that mindset from the beginning. You are in this. If you can't, you're, you're not doing somebody a favor. You're providing a service for them and it's a paid service. Um, this consignment, right? Do not Mm -hmm. go in with the mindset that you are doing somebody a favor because you will not set your percentage high enough. You will end up just not being able to sustain your business. And I've seen, I've seen quite a few people go out of business this way where they're just, you know, oh, well, I feel bad charging this much. Well, are you going to feel worse when you're out of business? I mean, not to sound harsh. I know that sounds harsh, but yeah. It's not sustainable, just like the fundraising that, that you preach. It has to be sustainable. Yeah. Otherwise, you're not helping anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so if I earn 20%, is that sustainable? Like, what kind of things do I have to think about? Like, So so you have to think about the fees and your shipping costs as well. And mm-hmm. every single business is different. Even if you are a reseller and don't do consignment, you still have to think about, are you going to charge for shipping? Are you going to do free shipping? Are you building it into your prices? You, the way that you build things into your prices to make up for fees and to make up for different platforms. I know a lot of people that they'll have one price on eBay and then they'll up it for Poshmark. You have to do the same thing when you're thinking about your percentage. You have to account for anything that you're including. You need to up that percent a little bit yeah. then so that you can cover those overhead costs and still live meat on the bones. Yeah. Like what square footage does it take? Uh, Do you have to have a storage unit? If you're brick and mortar, you know, what does your overhead look like? Are you going to be able to, you know, support all of that? 
I mean, there's a lot that you should there's be calculating into that percentage. It is not cheap. It is not cheap to do consignment and resell. You're putting a lot of time and energy into that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot to think about for sure. And I think, Samantha, like you're saying, the different platforms, obviously, when you're doing the math, go with the one that takes the highest percentage and use yes. that to your base. That way you know yep. you've covered it. Yeah. Yep. So that naturally leads into the second most important. I think these two vie for top spot. What type of items are you willing to take? You need yes. to do that ahead of time. Yes, because I I don't take furniture. If if it is given to me or I find something outside the road and I know I can flip it quick, I will make that choice personally. But for consignment, I just I do not take large items because a, I, I don't want to ship them, but most importantly, I don't have the storage for that. I just do not have the space. If it doesn't fit in a tote along with many other things, I, I don't want it. <laughs> and it probably costs you more money than it would, you would ever Absolutely. earn consignment. Sure. Yeah. Each, each tote for me is, you know, 25, 30 items. And so if I have something that's going to take up the space of a tote or two, that's 25 or 30 items per tote that I'm not listing because I can't store them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, space can be a consideration. Uh, value can be a consideration. Um, you can put like a size cap. You can put a value cap. Like um, a lot of places that allow people to pick up unsold items stick with the $50 mark. Um, that seems to be what they need to do to recoup their you know, investment of time and energy in that item. Um, so you might want to think about a, a, a cap, like a a minimum value amount of items you'll take on consignment. Yeah, especially if you're brick and mortar. If if you're brick and mortar and you have a certain type of area that your store is in, um, I know some people that had a, an idea of what they wanted their business to be, but then they moved into a, a totally different type of neighborhood. So then it didn't go over as well because that's not the theme of that neighborhood or that area. You also have to make sure that you're checking with your city. I know some people that have villages and township rules and they, again, have a whole idea of what they want to do. But when they check with that town, they say, well, actually, you can't use the words consignment. You can't use the words thrift. You have to use this word or this type of signage. And so you got to triple check on that, too, before you start deciding what type of items that you're going to take. Hmm, that's yeah. a good point. I hadn't really considered that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. So what else might you want to decide on, like type of items? I always like to think of. If it's something you personally are interested in, you're going to sell it much better. If it's something now that doesn't mean I love to learn new things about product that I've never put my hands on before and get real excited. And that's why one of the things I love about this business is that I'm always learning because you come across something and you're like, what in tarnation is this thing? And God love Google Lens, you know, you oh, right? it out. Oh, yes. <laughs> But I mean, there's probably not a couple of weeks that goes by that I'm not learning about something new. So there is that. But I also am one somebody who believes that I could never be the typical used car salesman. I am not going to sell you something that I don't love myself and believe in. So I, I and I keep trying to tell myself, go back and start just doing the things you really, handbag, shoes, jewelry, leave it at that. 
Yeah. But I can't because of the other things I end up, I'm just as interested. So I'm an everything seller. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Samantha, however, I don't get into furniture because I live in furniture world here in the tri-area of North Carolina. We have yeah. the furniture market. We have furniture company home bases. So furniture is everywhere here. So I really don't get into furniture. Plus it's storage for me too. Um, but I think I love to see people with their niches. Let me put my pinky out their niches. <laughs> um, I just think it's really cool. Like those that do vintage only, or I, don't know, I just think it's really, really cool to see somebody love and love a niche and know it inside out. Mm-hmm. So, but don't sell something you don't love because you're not going to enjoy it. You won't. That's how you end up with money mountains or back rooms full of unprocessed inventory because I'll do that tomorrow. I'll do that tomorrow. Actually, these shoes came in. These are way cooler. So I'll do those tomorrow and I'm going to do these shoes right now. And there are other reasons why you wind up with those money mountains, but yeah, that can happen too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I know you also don't do uh, children's items, Samantha. I mean, and that's not. the beauty of consignment. Like, know what you're going to take. Like, you can, you set the parameters. You know, oh, I have this bag of um, kids' clothes. Um, can you sell this for me? What would you say to me? I'm sorry. I don't take those. I mean, it's as simple as that. I, I just, I just say no. I've had people that have yelled and berated me for not doing it. It did come at a fortunate time that I announced that I was not taking children's items and the only other consignment within a hundred miles of me was children's. They announced that they were closing like the following week. So it was unfortunate timing. There were some very upset community members, but I stuck to my guns and I'm sorry, it doesn't bring me joy to list children's items. I wouldn't do it justice. I don't enjoy it. And there you have it. Haven't had any issues. I'm still happy. I mean, if your your uh, niche is electronics, you can just do electronics. If you live in a small space and you just want to do jewelry, you put the call out for just jewelry. Like it's that it's yeah. that simple. Knowing what you you are willing to do and what you aren't willing to do. Uh, I'm a sucker. Do it all. I'm an everything seller. Um, I probably will always be that way because I I love it. I enjoy it and. Uh, I don't, I don't have many limitations. She does it all. <laughs> she stuff right off her kitchen floor. It's out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Literally the kitchen floor I'm trying to sell the now. The kitchen so. floor she's actually trying to sell right now. Yes. 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 That is very true. <laughs> <laughs> I could put you into a nice pergo today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Just visit Punchy Simon Bay story. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh boy. All right. So we've got all these items. We've decided that Samantha, you're going to sell my child's Oshkosh. Oh no, no, you're not. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Ask Libby. She might do it. (laughs) Libby does everything. (laughs) Libby will do anything. Um, And we've agreed that you're going to take, you like my items, you approve of them. You're going to take them. Um, but I want them back. How long are you going to try to sell them? What are you going to do with them? First of all, I don't, I don't give things back. So that would be one of those terms that I would go over right up front. 
Yeah. So for me, I take items and I will do my very best to sell them and do whatever I can on whatever platform they fit on for six months. And then after six months, I will either auction them most of the time, auction them in my Facebook auction group that I have, or I will donate them. And that's it. I very rarely will give someone an option that they can pick things back up. If it is a a higher end piece or something that was very unique, yes. But um, I had someone that they dropped off. I don't even remember what it was, but nothing special. And they wanted all of it back afterwards. And I said, they'd already dropped it off. They'd already read my terms. They'd already everything. And it was about a week or two later. And I said, if if you want to come and get them now before I put the time into list, then that's absolutely. But once they're mixed into my inventory and they're they're listed everywhere, that's it. They're there for the remainder of the time. And then it follows my process of auction or donation. Yeah. It doesn't sound like you're ready to consign. Um, it doesn't sound like consignment is a good match for you is one I'll yeah. use like that. Where's that, where's that red flag you were waving? I know, yeah. where's, that red, where's that red flag? Michelle, I got to tell you, when I get something out of my house, it's not coming back. It's just not. Even when yeah. I had a yard sale and all I'd have to do is pull it back in the garage, it's not coming back in the garage. If mm-hmm. it gets out of my front door or my garage door, it's either getting sold or it's getting donated. It is not coming back in, period. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't and ever really understand the, I'd like to consign it and pick it up. If it doesn't sell, I don't really understand that process. I think part of it might be a trust thing. Like once you build that relationship, they they forget about it. But yeah, I'm not one that wants it back. And I, yeah, I think it is a red flag because me, they're probably not ready to consign and part with that item if they want it, if they want it back. And we're not talking yeah. about those high-end unique items now. We're talking about like our everyday consignments, but mm-hmm. there it, it's definitely a red flag if they want that back. Um yeah. Because then part with it. Yeah, they're they're just not ready. And then if yeah. if it doesn't sell or if it sells but it's a price lower than what they thought, like there's just so many more things that could come up after this because they were still attached to that item. The, the true consigners that you want are the people that, well, I was going to take all this stuff to Goodwill, but if you want to consign it, you know, and try to sell it, that would be even better mm-hmm. because they're, they're done with their items. They just see that you might be able to make them a couple bucks. Perfect. Sure. You're going to blow their mind. You're going to make them more money than they thought. And they're going to keep bringing you their stuff. Yeah. <laughs> or they might not have any interest in them. I'm always shocked at how many people are not interested in the money. It's they want their items to have a new home. They want them to go to yes. somebody that would appreciate them. Not everybody, but there are a significant yeah. amount of people that are, you know, money is not their primary motivation for consigning items. I yep. was, thought that was kind of But cool. for me, it is. So when do I get my money? I want my money now. Pay me now. <laughs> you just so I do. I do night. my expiration. I do at my expiration date uh, is 60 days for items. I okay. think that Samantha's is six months, mine is 60 days. People run the gamut with how their business works and, and what they do. But think about, you know, think about your space and how that might work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then what happens after your 60 days. Yeah, but I just <laughs> gave you my handbag and I saw that it sold and I, w- I want my money. Pay me. Um, <laughs> so uh, we do something super easy with Consign Cloud. Um, People can log on to the portal and see what their balance is 
and request a payout at any time. Um, generally, what I have, how I have my contract set up is I will automatically send your payment. They let me know how they want their payments sent. I will automatically send that when your items expire. If you need an interim payment, meaning you just sold your handbag and you want the cash for it, you will message me. I will charge you a dollar fee and you can get an interim payment um, however you want. There so you yeah, it's, it's that simple. It's just automated. They don't really need to do any back and forth. Most people, it's very rare that I get somebody requesting a payment uh, before I automatically send it uh, for their expiration date. It does happen, but that's fine. So now that you mentioned fees, that made me think I don't currently yeah. charge any fees for anything, but I've been always been very upfront on this is my process or, hey, I'm going to change my process. So anything new that you bring on consignment or any new consigners, this is the new process. Um, so I've never really had a lot of issue, but that is one way that some people may transition is, you know, well, I used to let people pick up all the time. They could pick up every week all their stuff that was not, you know, it was expired or didn't sell. And I've seen in the community a lot of people that they don't want to just say cold turkey, like, no, your stuff is mine. So they'll they'll charge a fee, maybe a dollar per item or things like that. And then that way that will start transitioning your clients to know that, okay, it's not really going to be worth it to go and pick up all of my items every week and, and do that type of thing. Yeah, I like that. So I will mm -hmm. tell y'all what when we were in the brick and mortar, yeah, we got to mention this, Molly. We used to allow them to pick up, and <sighs> out we had a large storage space in our building. I mean, it was a big space. We had all a lot of shelving in there, so we would go through and pull their expired items, take them out of inventory, put them all in a box, put their consigner ID on it, and they had what a week, two weeks to pick it up or something. Two weeks, yeah. I cannot tell you, probably 90% of the consigners would never come back and pick it up. Mm -hmm. And we would have boxes stacked on boxes, stacked on boxes. And it was a nightmare in that storage because they wouldn't show up. So we started using those items for our fundraiser, our Conscious Connects fundraiser monthly sales that we did. And that was where the stuff would go. And every now and then you'd have that one random person would come in and go, I want my stuff. Well, you'd look on that. Well, it expired six months ago, mm -hmm. but I want it. Well, I'm sorry, but we had in our agreement a two week pickup, grace pickup time. And, um, but feel good to know that your items were used in a fundraising sale and were given, that money was given to yeah. blah, blah, blah charity. Yeah, I yep. think about all the headaches we would have avoided if we just didn't allow for the everyday consignment pickups, that headache, because when you do have it, then you have a pickup window, then you have to, you know, you get people calling, you have additional customer service, you have, you know, people coming and asking, asking for extensions, like it was, it was also a customer service nightmare, not even just like a storage area nightmare, it was a logistical nightmare. And then. And then you'd have, but wait, there's one. more, there's more, <laughs> but have that one that comes in and says, I want my stuff back. And then they bring the box, put it on the counter and go, Oh, well, not this, not this. It's really just this I want and that I want. And they would think they could go through and pick out the two or three items and leave the, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. And we'd be yeah. like, I'm sorry, but you need to take that all of that 
all of that out. So yeah, it would have been much easier if we started that way from the get-go. Hindsight. Hindsight. So yeah. that's why we're here to help you not make the mistake <laughs> that we made. <laughs> and again, you know, for those higher end items, for those unique items, you can take it on a case by case basis. 100%. And, um, what I tell people now is when I get those items, uh, I say, I need to know if there's anything you're interested in picking up before you drop off, before you sign that agreement, and we will yes. discuss it at that point. Yeah. Um, one of the things is the item does need to be over $50 in value if we're even going to have the conversation, $50 in reset, if we're even going to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but we do that all at, at the beginning. So most of the time it ends up that, you know, they're fine. They're like, no, if it doesn't sell, just, you know, um, do what you will with it. But I definitely have that conversation at the beginning, not at the end. I was about to play the role of the consigner who goes, well, but I know because I looked on eBay and that purse is going to sell. I saw all these listings and it's going to sell for $500. So I know it's going to sell for that. Right. And I think about that and I think, well, how do you word, do you have in your agreements wording that lets them know about pricing and who does the pricing and and how that works because I amateur let's call me Cindy amateur Cindy just went on eBay and looked at all the listings and saw people had them listed for 500 to 800 to so I think I can price my item. Yeah. I mean, if somebody comes to us with a specific item that they're saying that about, uh, of course, we'll pull up our phones and show them how to accurately get the, the comps and look at what's sold. Um, but we definitely put in the contract that pricing, sales, the item is in our full control. Um, we do with it what we need to do to sell it, right? It's our goal to sell it for you, as, you know, for our consigners within that time frame. And we do whatever we have to, whether that means a sale. And the other thing I, I like to say, and I know Samantha, you do yours a, li a little bit differently, but I definitely like to say to people, well, you know, we research each item and we put whatever market value is on it. I don't determine market value. The market determines the market value. All I do is research the item and whatever it's selling for, that's how we're going to price it. So you can just, you know, be confident in that. Um, if, if they're like a little hesitant, say start with one, you know, something I say to people all the time is, you know, they're doing an estate and I say, we'll start with one um, segment of items. Is that your crystal? Mm -hmm. Is that your collectibles? Is that your, you know, the clothing? Just give me like one small section. See if you like what we do. See if it's going to work for you. And then we can talk about the rest of it. Yep. Yeah. I just pulled up my, my agreement, which is right on my website. I don't do paper ones anymore. I just have all my terms on my website. And then by them emailing me or messaging me through my website saying that they're interested, I just re-verify, like, just want to make sure that you read the terms located on my website. I put the link in there again mm -hmm. and they say, yes, I agree. And I say, okay, uh, I need your name, your address, all that stuff. Mine does say all prices and terms of sale shall be determined by sorting with Samantha. Sorting with Samantha agrees to devote its best efforts to the sale of consignment items for the client. It's part of a much larger paragraph, but that's the, the main like point it. right there. Mm -hmm. I, like I like it a lot. 
Very good. And um, the other thing I just want to mention, like liability, uh, there is a clause in ours because when you're consigning, it is not your item. The yep. other person holds the insurance on that item and a lot of, it varies state by state. So check with your state. But uh, I think the vast majority of states, um, you cannot get insurance on somebody else's item. Now there are exceptions. I'm just going to use this like as a broad stroke here. Um, but generally you want something in there if there is a disaster, um, you know, an act of God, something like that, uh, you are not responsible for you as a consignment seller are not responsible uh, for that item. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Drop the mic. Boom. Mic drop, mic drop. <laughs> and again, we have samples. We have a sample available. I'm always open to giving people my website, sortingwithsamantha.com. Go look at mine. Mm -hmm. It's all out there. There are so many different ways to do these and so many different niches and business models and things. And these are just points on there that you need to think about and how you want to put them in yours. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Then, Download the free one from consignmentchats.com and uh, use that. Use that as your template, you know, yep. go ahead, mark it up, modify it, make it work for your business and be consignment ready. Just have it in the back of your car. I do. <laughs> Pass it out at Thanksgiving. I have. Yeah. <laughs> you thought we were having turkey, didn't you? You copies on you at all times. Um, it's like hand sanitizer consignment agreement. It all goes together. <laughs> oh, I had a thought, y'all, and I lost my thought. All right, well, I have a thought while you're thinking of your thought. Okay. Oh, so right. many thoughts. So agreements, we specifically use that word agreement. It is think of your agreement as like a handshake between two people and you can have, there is a time and a place for like a very legal contract, but I really encourage people to think about having an agreement that you can read that is in plain terms. And what you are doing is just being proud of your business and telling people what you do. I really say, you know, it's okay to have that, you know, legal document if that's what makes you comfortable, but what you go through with somebody so they can repeat it to somebody else should be an everyday simple term so they understand it. You don't want like a, you know, a, a stack that people have to sign every page and they don't know what they're signing. I think we've all been there. We've all done that, you know, at some point in our life, whether it's buying a house and, you know, it's almost impossible to read everything. Yes. Don't, don't be that person. <laughs> and you want to be able to you want to be able to explain it I remember like little 20 year old me printed off thing off whatever website and I just put in my name of my business in there and was like boom there we go and then the first person I went to hand it to they were like well what does line three mean and I'm like um <laughs> I think that that means uh yeah don't do that don't do that <laughs> be able to explain everything in there and know exactly what you're doing with confidence. Yeah. Wow. Now you've got it, y'all. It goes in that toolbox, that reseller toolbox. Or if you're thinking about opening an actual consignment business, we've helped you with that part. It's all ready to go. I want to point out if you feel like, if you're unsure, 
like I tend to be. I'm a second guesser. I'm a I'm a quadruple backup guesser. I guess myself a thousand times. And you want help. You want to walk through it. You want one on three. Or as Samantha says, you could just do one on one with me. Um, help. We do have Patreon levels that you can go to and sign up for um, that would allow, you know, that then allows us to consult you and help you through some of that. If you are somebody like me who likes to bounce off ideas and really walk through these things together. Yeah. I emailed mine to you guys when I was first switching over before I went full time. I was trying to make it easier to understand. And yeah, it definitely, definitely helped to be able to bounce it back and forth. Yeah. yeah. Then, you know, you've got the clear cut, important things done and a, and a client friendly, easy to understand way. Yep. All right. Gosh, y'all, we're, we're living up to our tagline. Every reseller should be consignment ready. Yes. Every, every reseller should also like this video and subscribe and hit the bell yeah. notification and all those things that are underneath Get, leave us a comment i love reading the comments For so please fun. leave us a comment go back and watch other videos leave us more comments tell us what you like what you don't like what you want to hear about all the things do it now right now do it yep. right now all right, y'all. I got my cup ready, and I, since oh, yeah. we're talking niches today, I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye with pinky out. All right. Well, I still mm -hmm. use the word niche, so I'm gonna keep my pinky down. All right. <laughs> Until next time, y'all. Cheers. Thanks for joining Libby, Molly, and Samantha, the ladies of Consignment Chats, as we build a resourceful community of collaborative resellers. Find all the ways to connect with us on consignmentchats.com. Episodes are available on YouTube and anywhere you get your podcasts. In addition, join our free private Facebook community.